Welcome to Shoujo and Tell, where we discuss shoujo manga and tell who's hot and who's not, talk about themes, and just generally geek out. Today, October 13th, 2018, we'll be shoujo and telling about the series Wake Up, Sleeping Beauty by Megumi Morino. I'm your host, Ashley McDonald, and I'm joined once again by Asher Sothman. Yo. Yeah, I just feel like everybody should know who Asher Sothman is at this point. <laughs> uh, I mean, they might not be listening to your podcast in order. I know, that's true. I'm not listening to your podcast in order. You're not listening to my podcast. <laughs> that's not true. I'm subscribed oh, okay. now. <laughs> that's nice. I listened I listened to your Utana episode. Oh, the first one, baby one. That's yeah. nice. So Asher Softman, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am an ex rabbinical student and Ashley's old college roommate. I currently work at a public slash private hybrid library and that doesn't make any I don't know, sense I've been, okay <laughs> it's complicated in practice as well as in theory okay great. <laughs> and i don't know i've been i've been reading manga shoujo manga actually since uh since i was 11 or 12 i think so i guess those are my credentials yeah so you were on the magic night rare and the maid summit episodes and Yes, and the Valentine's special. Oh, yes, and the Valentine's special. And only Fruits Basket will have come out between Magic Night Ray Earth and this. So whatever. Great. Okay. Asher, I think yes. that I was supposed to be the expert for this manga, even though I'd only read half of it before, <laughs> uh, you know, deciding to do it. But uh, you're better at the words. So what is Wake Up Sleeping Beauty about? So uh, Wake Up Sleeping Beauty puts us over the shoulder of Tetsumisado, who is currently trying to work X number of part-time jobs to get as much money as possible in a short frame of time to prove to his dad that he can do it, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, and he meets at one of his part-time jobs where he works as a housekeeper for this rich family, a strange girl that no one has ever told him anything about. This girl, Shizu Karasawa, is frequently possessed by ghosts. Tetsu is terrified of ghosts. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Jinx and, and Sue. Um, the, the, the manga is about sort of both of them learning how to overcome their fears because they don't want to hurt people. And in fact, they want to be with e like with each other and and feel that connection the courage to make connections with people is is the heart of this manga yeah even though it's scary because life is hard and <laughs> it's so scary and i think this manga does it really well it, it it shows the fear as well as the effort it takes to get past it and the reward of doing that yeah i think we were both actually fairly like i had read half of this series before being like oh it's over i should probably just read the second half and podcasts about it that seems like a smart idea mm -hmm. uh and in the beginning reading the first three volumes i was like this is a pretty good manga like it wasn't like blowing me away but i was like the the plot twists that happen like each chapter has a little twist in it and i was like this is pretty good i don't yeah. really know where it's gonna go I think in the middle I got a little lost, but then like the last like two to three volumes, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so the last two to three volumes and you got lost in the middle. So like immediately after you got lost, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like you suffer a little, Tetsu has like this soccer drama that I like wasn't super into, but like whatever, that's like three chapters. So then after that, you're just like, oh my God, it's great again. <laughs> like, I was okay with the soccer drama. Okay, whatever. But I, I like sports manga more than you. Oh, that's not true. I don't that's like it more true. than you do. You loved Kuroko. I loved Kuroko. was <laughs> great. <laughs> huh. I like Haikyuu. Oh, I'm yeah. You've sports. actually probably followed that longer than I did. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something like, I don't know. The soccer stuff to me was the weakest part just because... I just felt like kind of a little bit overwrought. <laughs> the emotional payout of the soccer match was really good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I liked the soccer bit. 
I guess it depends on if you care about like giving Tetsu's struggles equal weight. Yeah, uh, I guess I didn't. Shizu's. <laughs> Which is fair. Like as I, I do think that it is a little strange for a shoujo manga to be uh, for its main character to be a guy. I, th- I think it was a good choice in this case, but it, it is like mm, sort of, you know, going against not going against, but like it's a different uh, road than one usually taken by shoujo manga. Yeah. And I think there's actually a surge of this happening in other shoujo manga, too, like uh, more recent things that have come out that have male leads are Hatsuharu by I don't remember. I don't I'm not bad at author names, so I don't actually remember what any series is by anybody. Uh there's also the Young Master's Revenge and like yeah, Hatsuharu is actually really interesting because Tetsu Tetsu in this is really sweet and everything, right? You're like, oh he's typical. But the main dude in like Hatsuharu is like kind of a jerk and stuff and that's that's fun. So like go read more <laughs> shoujo manga with boy leads? I don't know. That aren't yaoi, obviously. Like I think that's right. the thing, you know. Like, oh, is that the thing? Because I was gonna bring up DN Angel, uh which <laughs> oh, that's I true. consider shoujo with male leads, but it might be Shonen I. Well, a yeah. Bit. I guess I'm thinking bit. like banana fish is BL. Oh yeah. But shoujo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there's controversy, but like it's shoujo. <laughs> <laughs> it's also BL in my mind, which we avoided on the actual episode. Isn't it blatantly? I mean, I haven't read it. I mean, to me, it's pretty blatant, but there's controversy. So, you know, everybody can come yell at me later. About it. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess there's controversy about DNA Angel. Technically, there are girls. <laughs> Technically, yeah. they're, there. they're there. The relationships there are important. Yeah. But they're not what I think of when I think of DNA Angel. <laughs> 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 oh man, I can't wait for that to start again. But yeah. Is it going to? Oh yeah. What? What? When? I don't know. It might have <gasps> already they it restarted, yeah. When? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is this is life changing. <laughs> wow, I'm glad I could blow I, your mind. I right need now. to I need to know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm pretty sure like, yeah, earlier in the year they announced the author was like, it's coming back. Ooh. And it, I was like, this is why I avoid real talk for this podcast. Like, people want me to do stuff like X and Nana and all these things. And I'm like, I don't know. We live in the golden age of everything being coming back and, like, you know, hiatus things that were hiatus for 10 years coming back. So I don't, I'm like, I, I, I hold out hope, I guess. <laughs> you know? Whatever. Wake Up Sleeping Beauty is part of a strong contingent of things that are now having male leads and maybe some past things that also had male leads still rare but this one is really good i always was like i don't know where this story was going and where it went was excellent (laughs) everybody yeah i know wasn't it oh my god (laughs) we're not trying not to spoil things but like ah (laughs) i i binge read it all in one night and I have no regrets about this. <laughs> it's so good. What the heck? It's so um, good. <laughs> I think it's very underrated. Now I'm on the chain where I'm like, not enough people have been reading yeah, this. I, I, as soon as I finished, I recommended it to everyone on my plurk list. The, the, what, it, what it has, I think, is both a really realistic, really realistically conveys what it is to connect with people without losing this softness like the the characters make mistakes and they hurt one another and you get the the payout of them making up in a way that doesn't feel like overwrought or overblown i i I find in a lot of stories uh from all cultures that like sometimes there's this like big dramatic event that's supposedly like makes up for all these other things and i just don't feel that here like you can see that these apologies and making up ups yeah. makeups makeups um <laughs> <laughs> those things um are the start of of a longer process of a change in the relationship that will make it knit together stronger and i don't i don't read a lot of that yeah, no, I agree totally. Like, I'm like, these characters are so obviously flawed. And what I think was really great, again, I mean, you know what? I'm just going to spoil things. You can, put, you know, what? Wake Up Sleeping Beauty is available from Kartansha USA physically and digitally. 
because I know they're all about digital stuff, but you can get it physically. They believed in it, and you should go buy it. Damn it. That's my conclusion. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. But, like, what really got to me about that in particular was, like, in Haru's story, who's one of the spirits. Um, mm. I think Oh, yeah. Haru's story encapsulates, like, everything that makes this manga great. So he's a spirit who had a adopted daughter that he was, like, sort of awkward with because he's, like, you know, she's still grieving her previous dad who died and, right. you know, her right. quote, she unquote, was his real dad. Yeah. Stepdaughter. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, like, I, I don't feel like her real dad. I should stop pretending to be a dad. And she's all, like, a little iffy about him, too. And so he, at one point, goes to the grave of her dead father and is like, I'm going to make it so that they forget you and they like love me and all these things really hard. And in that moment, you're like, that's pretty powerful. And then later he regrets it. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was kind of like a crappy move. (laughs) (laughs) But like in the in both moments, you're kind of like, I see where you you see where he's coming from and you like appreciate both emotions <laughs> yeah like... all the characters are amazingly human there's like one character who's a little bit weaker on that front i think but like i legitimately don't care about making him human <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's fine like it's the dad i get okay. where he's coming from and like it's like they could have gotten into it and it would have been great I'm okay with leaving him to the side and working on these other things that are more interesting. Yeah. Frankly. Frankly. (laughs) Quite frankly. He's fine. He can stay over there. Yeah, like, his, like, evil presence is, like... I think that is the weakest part of the series. Yeah, a little bit. More than the soccer game. (laughs) Whatever. It wasn't the soccer game itself. It was, like, the lead-up to it. Oh. A little too much for me anyway <laughs> but like <laughs> i think this series also does a good job of having this like semi spooky presence with this girl who gets possessed by ghosts and there there is like at least one legitimately scary scene where yeah uh a, a ghost that had been haunting a pool like takes over her body and she like concusses herself basically to get out of it you know i thought it did a pretty good job of balancing like this spooky surreal atmosphere with like the very very grounded human emotions that were yeah otherwise yeah. happening i think tetsu's reaction to that was the hook that that really sold me on this series oh really probably i mean like i was interested before i thought tetsu was actually fairly interesting um you know he should be a stereotype i feel like yankee sports guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then he's not I don't know. I dig it. I, I can't put my finger finger on what exactly about Tetsu is so like not quite a stereotype. He's very appealing. Um, but yeah, like he he almost left. She told him to go, and he he almost did. And like I f- I really really like identified with him in that moment. Like I also don't like scary things. I love ghosts. I don't <laughs> like them to be spooky. So this this manga was perfect for me. But then, like, the the reasons he went back, rather than it being a really heroic impulse, like a shonen hero would have gone back because it's the right thing to do, he went back because of what he felt in that moment for this girl he barely knows. And I was like, oh, this is, this is what the dream is made of. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So this, this manga is definitely the right level of spooky to... <laughs> like, I mean, I, I could I would have been interested in more spooky stuff, like more like ghost, more ghosts, <laughs> more like just more ghost like meta text, I guess. I'm, uh, that's not the right word, but I can't think of it right now. But it wouldn't have been pertinent to the story. Like, I think the story we got is 98 percent of like a perfect story chunk. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, like, I'm definitely, like, I'm glad this manga was short and sweet and, like, had these characters and was like, I'm gonna give them all their space. Except maybe Chihiro. He was a little, he was a little weird. (laughs) You don't like Chihiro? I like Chihiro. Okay, no. 
I like Chihiro. Chihiro is the best friend who can see ghosts. I just feel like he, in the way that, you know, Tetsu is given sort of equal weight and his family drama, I mean, particularly since his mom is one of the ghosts, but like, you know, uh, just... No, I'm out of spoiler land. It's fine. I know. Let us say whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, And all these things. I just feel like Chihiro... I mean, Chihiro has the whole drama of, like, is he Tetsu's friend, I guess, because he feels like he's not, and all this backstory. I guess on some level, I'm kind of like, but why can Chihiro Chihiro see ghosts? Like, it's a little little plot devicey to me. I'm I'm okay with that. Chihiro, I, I feel that, like, there are a lot of characters that were left to have their own stories outside of this story, and I actually appreciate that. Like... Chihiro and Ryo don't explicitly get together except in that dream they have, the characters have. And like, oh, yeah. great, great, perfect. Don't package everything up at the end. Like, like in uh, Maid Sama's uh, <laughs> final chapter, like what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay. Yeah, that's why I, I'm like six volumes. It was good. Yeah, be good. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see. The only thing I wanted to see was what do the ghosts look like to Chihiro. But like we oh, yeah. weren't supposed to see that. Like I get why we didn't. I mean, did we get the impression at the end that he saw Haru as whatever Haru looked like? I think that was yes. implied. Yeah. Yes, but he couldn't draw. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the funny gags were just they just came in at the perfect time to like lower the tension in in a in a way that was helpful <laughs> at each point. Oh yeah, like what? Like when he couldn't draw the freaking ghosts. Oh yeah. That was good. <laughs> I I have to ask you. I have to ask you. Did you see the twist about Mireille coming? No. I was completely blindsided. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was too. I guess because you were like, she's not dead, right? Like, Yeah, there was that. Um, <laughs> there was that. And like, Mireille did not give me the impression of like, I guess, being, being a mom. Tessu's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> but like, after it, I was like, you know, I didn't disbelieve it after. Right. I was like, okay, now given what we've learned about Akira's personality, his mom's right. personality, like, right. it did match up based on how yes, she exactly. behaves. It was incredible. I was like, yes. Unbelievable. So, so good. Good. <laughs> I don't know how we can convince people to read this manga. Okay, whatever. When does this whole... Dude, this whole podcast is gonna be awesome. It's so good. Read it. <laughs> it's you should. We we should like put, make a, a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Like t- move a disclaimer to the beginning of the episode, <laughs> saying, um, "Read this manga <laughs> right this now." Manga. Yeah. Like I feel like you know I'm gonna be real. Mm-hmm. As the host of this manga podcast that has to be on every episode, I gotta say maybe sometimes I'm not like. This isn't exactly my jam, you know, but I'm going to do right. it for the peoples. <laughs> like, for the peeps. But this one, I was like, I'm pleasantly surprised. I want everybody hearing this. This was good. Yeah. Okay, but we do have a... Oh, I also want to share that Asher at some point messaged me. It was like midnight your time. And yeah, I read it was this- right after I finished <laughs> the sixth volume. And I, I had not yet read the sixth volume. I think I even had part of volume five still to read. And I was like playing some late night hockey games. So I was reading the message in between them. And his message was, I can't believe Wake Up Sleeping Beauty single-handedly convinced me that manga was not a mistake. And I read it over and over being like, there is a knot in here, right? Like, okay, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those are my true feelings. Like, (laughs) You were like, this manga finally of all the shoujos like didn't do this them being like mean and nasty drama to each other <laughs> i mean yeah there's that and uh, granted i don't read as much shoujo as you do so this is actually manga in general and anime in general like this one series i mean there are some other things where i really enjoy the series and it's like oh manga and anime for all their gross 
flaws <laughs> yeah <laughs> still still give us interesting and exciting stories and inspiring stories this one never made me feel uncomfortable never sexualizes underage girls thanks god yeah <laughs> um and just like made me you know an almost 29 year old adult really think about how courage is a virtue if you use it right and i i have work to do on that yeah i mean okay this manga is hitting me at an event very emotionally turbulent time in my own life <laughs> and i was kind of like it might be coming at me a little too hard right now but like it assured me that everything would be okay in the end so i was like great thank you manga <laughs> like, yeah yeah it doesn't have to be like sad drama in the end like we made mistakes but then we can all get along in the end and I was like thank you <laughs> like, or if we can't get along we can distance ourselves <laughs> a little we can bit. distance ourselves <laughs> quietly <laughs> like oh, I, I appreciated like Shizu with her father since he is kind of the the weak like weird evil link yeah. <laughs> thing yeah I appreciated her response of like you know what you don't have to think of me as your daughter like we are strangers and we can we can behave like that like we can pretend that we're strangers and yeah. meet for the first time and be like and build something from that <laughs> i'm like great i thought that was an incredibly mature way of handling an incredibly mature way for shizu to handle that and also for the author to handle that yeah oh it's just so such shocking levels of like maturity yeah. with quiet twists seriously yeah. <laughs> this is this is up there with um erased and princess jellyfish for me as far as like human relations go that's some big bold statement yeah right there. <laughs> yeah well i do you disagree I mean, it's so hard because those things are so much more hyped, but like, yeah, let's get it to that level. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I am down. Yeah. Okay. But we did we did get a, a listener question that I think is good. We okay. can talk about all the spirits and stuff based on this question. It is from at GGLuna7 on Twitter, and it was just, which is your favorite spirit and why? It's actually a tougher question than I than I thought it would be going in because I had a very early favorite. Oh, um, tell me your early favorite. All, of course, it was Haru. Uh, thank you. It was also Haru. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've grown to like all of them, and I actually I didn't like Mireille at the beginning. I didn't like Kanato at the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Hard agree. Um, Shinobu has some issues, but. <laughs> Um, I like all of them now and I'm I'm just I'm really happy for all of them managing to move on and or wake up. But my favorite's still Haru. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, if he's we don't agree so on this, it's gonna be he's weird. So <laughs> I know. I love the way he looks. First of all, he's hot. <laughs> Is he? All right. I, I, like I trust him. I like okay, his shaggy I, uh... look. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll trust your opinion on that. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> I love his, like, weird gym rat, like, nice bro personality. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. It was really, really appealing. Like, more appealing even than Tetsu's weird uh, mix of Genki Boy and, like, real human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's what's getting me about Tetsu. <laughs> yeah. Like, Genki Boy and real human being. Whoa. Incredible. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, Haru... It's also like Haru gets some of the best uh, hijinks with Tetsu, and their their bromance is great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bad that Tetsu kept bringing up that he fell in love with Haru, and then we find out that Haru is like married with a kid. Yeah, he's like you throwing some truth bombs at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> married with a kid, Tetsu's age. Yeah, that's a little. Weird. little uh, <laughs> He, he rolled with it admirably. Yeah. So good, because he's a good guy. <laughs> he's such a good guy. Good guy, Haru. I know, good guy, Haru. And then, like, the heartbreaking, his heartbreaking backstory. I was just like, no. <laughs> God, I thought he disappeared earlier. Oh, when yeah. When Tetsu called him, like, I, I feel like your son. And I thought Haru was gone. I, I did, was convinced too. of it for, like, half a volume. 
I know. And then it God. turned out, I guess the excuse was just that they started being able to be in her body less and less. And he just like got shocked out of it in that second. I I, th- I think he almost moved on at that moment. Oh, okay. In, in retrospect, bit. he still had some things holding him back. All right. Because Sakura and his wife were still like searching for him right right. so tragic i know oh my god like she lost her first husband and then her second husband goes missing and she's like oh no i gotta find him (laughs) god and uh what got me was that the little girl had was also named sakura like jesus i mean that's clearly what got him too (laughs) right obviously (sighs) i know Isn't that the kind of guy you want to keep alive? Stranger than fiction. Um, (laughs) Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, he was dead from the start. I know. We we never had him to keep. Haru, I love him. We can we can talk about the other spirits too. Yeah. Okay. So, is it fair to ask who's the weakest? Is there a weakest? No. Let's just. (laughs) No, I think I think the rest of them. Well, all right. I think Akira slash Mirei is the most uh, is the next most developed. Um, yeah, but I feel like that's for plot reasons more than anything else, <laughs> right? Um, it's for the big twists. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked towards the end finding out more about her actual personality. I liked that she was mean, <laughs> mean mom. <laughs> right? She's just like manipulating people to do chores and stuff. And like, yeah, I love it. I love it. That's so real. <laughs> so what a great mom. It, it reminded me in that moment of like Toru's weird fantasy good mom. Like, moms, come on. No, this is a real person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Toru's mom had mistakes. Well, we'll have had six hours worth of podcasts about that (laughs) okay i'll i'll listen to them when they come out yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah i have to read fruits basket again anyway (laughs) (laughs) no i i like mirei slash akira i think i like akira more than mirei i think mirei was Mm, akira deliberately going a little extra to right (laughs) make sure tetsu could never be on the scent right mirei is like Oh, like purposefully being kind of meaner than she needs to be to like yeah, drive a yeah. point home <laughs> harder. Right, right. And to make sure that her son is making the right decisions, both for this girl she cares about and for himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I really appreciate that all they were like, I care about all the children, <laughs> not just my own yeah. children, all of yeah, them. Yeah, like, oh. all of them. <laughs> and she community. was the one who got him to be friends with Chihiro and like, oh. So oh. good. <laughs> such uh, good mommy. <laughs> you can you can see why he's such a mama's boy. That's um, true. He's definitely a mama's boy. <laughs> for sure. Kanato and Shinobu, um, Kanato really grew on me. Really? What made that happen? I feel like he's the weakest f- plot-wise, right? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. He's the one that isn't technically part of the plot yeah (laughs) um no but i i think like i mean i felt for him at the beginning like it sucks to be a kid and die in the hospital and not get to do all these things you want to do but also like he really cared about tetsu and shizu and i don't know he he really grew on me and i think he grew uh, throughout the the series even if he was a dead child ghost (laughs) yeah he still grew. I really liked his backstory. I guess it wasn't his backstory, but like I liked when Shizu and Tetsu went to visit his mom and like oh, when they were the learning. End. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, when they talked about how he didn't like fish, like I was like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they made him a cake. Gave him so a cake. So oh good. god! And he was a cute kid. He was a cute little kid. Yeah, crushing on. Uh, Suzu. <laughs> Tetsu's <Yeah>. younger sister. <laughs> that was cute. So good. He was trying to do his best in his kid way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Um, and that that was more endearing to me than Shinobu. Yeah, Shinobu. Um, hmm. I think part of the problem is that Shinobu is just a more reserved and quiet character, and it's harder to get attached to characters like that when when we are not getting inside their heads. 
But I, I think his story is fascinating. Yeah. Well, I think his story is also like the most unresolved, right? Like, because the problem is his whole deal is that he adopted son, basically. She's his father. And, you know, the father like always kind of resented that coming from poverty, being lifted out of mm-hmm. poverty and being like, wait, mm-hmm. but you took me away from my my quote unquote real parents and all these things. Right, and I love right. them and that was fine. And I just don't know that Shinobu ever like, I don't know that they resolved themselves, themselves right? Like they, they're the two mm-hmm. that still have problems, I guess. Yes. No, I agree with that. I think both of them, the resolution of their traumas is in this story that we see laid out before Shizu and Takashi rather than in the story as we got it. I think Shizu was Shinobu's redemption. Mm, Yeah. I do like the contrast between Kanato and Shinobu. Like, Shinobu's the oldest, but is still the one with, like, the most unresolved (laughs) problems. (laughs) Right? And I think think that kind of goes with the territory of being the oldest. Um, Mm -hmm. He has more of an ability to, or more of, more of an understanding of how to let things go, or an understanding of the need to let things go. He lived the fullest life. He lived the fullest life. And now he is also like the most, because Shinobu, it's like a whole family drama, like, you know, his granddaughter, his son... Uh, Mm -hmm. his daughter-in-law connected to like you know uh, Tetsu's mom and Shizu's mom were friends so it's like this whole like span of connections that he's like I can't control all those connections and my actions in ways directly impacted who those people became and in other ways indirectly did and like that's way too much to uh, (laughs) encapsulate so like cool just go be free my granddaughter (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh shinobu yeah i think like he's the one i would least want to like be around and like hang with (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not sure that's true because like Mireille was mean. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and Shin- I, I, I enjoy hanging out with old people. But, I was about um, to say, you do like hanging out I with old people. I do like hanging out with old people. Uh, but, like, I mean, he really did mess up his son's life. Yeah. So, pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. He's the one I like the least, but I, I think that that's, I still like him quite a bit. Yeah. I liked, okay, can we talk about the side story about bras? (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I believe Shinobu's response was like, if this is better for my granddaughter, I can put this bra. (laughs) I can put this, I can wrap this piece of fabric around my chest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like. Oh, Haru. Whereas Haru's like, what? I have boobs. <laughs> this is a magical revelation. <laughs> okay, but like, now that I know what Haru really looks like, like, I can, it sort of makes sense that he wouldn't want to do this. Like, yeah. this, like, scruffy 30 something man. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the idea of him having to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should do it. He's it like is not good. Like, closing his eyes, like, trying to wrap it around. <laughs> it's. I mean, if if Mireille should have gone out and bought them some easier bras is what I think. <laughs> you know she's just trolling them, though. <laughs> I know. But, like, for Shinobu's sake, or Shizu's sake, sorry. They both have she. I get it. I mean, that there is a point. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's the point. The point. <laughs> it didn't escape me. <laughs> yeah. I also, like... For how good this manga is, I really do think that the the little extra chapters that are basically four coma manga normally there also uh-huh. are just some regular like extra side chapters, but uh-huh. I think all of those side things are also just like really good. <laughs> yes, yes. Like shockingly, like each one that is a four coma thing that like ends in a funny thing. I'm like, yep, you nailed it. Like it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and or there was this the one. 
wasn't this this author's first published manga is it i don't remember I or think... like first long-term published manga i think that was stated in the first uh, volume yeah i'm pretty sure she's only had like two things possibly, incredible this being one of them unbelievable unbelievable looking forward to this journey megumi morino <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. From an art perspective, how do we feel about art? I liked it. It's not as... I thought it looked really generic at first. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I think th- the art, like so much else in the writing and the characters, like there's something subtly and it's very technically good. Like there's this subtle technicality there was never like so much white space you didn't know where you were what else the characters were all distinct you could tell each one apart you could tell who was in Shizu's body yeah oh my god that is really impressive actually yeah (laughs) Um, but without it like losing also without it losing that it's Shizu like you look at it you're like right this is Shizu (laughs) but like it's always Shizu yeah um it looked like the characters got older. And I mean, that could just be like art changing over time, but like it worked because they got older. Yeah. <laughs> got, they grew as people and they got taller. <laughs> oh, Tetsu. <laughs> they, got, they got longer. His shoulders got broader. Yeah. Uh, I can agree that it looks, I think the problem with it looking generic is mostly that maybe the backgrounds aren't as, like the humans look like super good, right? <laughs> they all look good, but I mean, I, maybe it's because I'm used to shonen these days that like they all look really boring. <laughs> like they're beautiful. They the art is hair. beautiful. They don't have crazy hair. Uh, they, they, none of them are wearing crazy clothes. Uh, but they each look like distinct people that are just that just happen to be real people. And I'm just not used to that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I think that's sort of the point, but yeah. I know. I know it's a real, well, I guess there are ghosts, but even the ghosts, they're all really human. Yeah. (laughs) They were all former humans. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I think like the backgrounds were just like kind of weird. But at the same time, I can agree to the shonen point because like I think that to me, it's sort of like Bleach. Bleach has a lot of style because... Tito Kube is really Kubo is really good at like you know coming up with weird character designs and mm-hmm. he's also really good at shading and all these things. But like mm-hmm. the backgrounds in Bleach, let's be real, they're real bland. <laughs> like, right, right. Um, Fruits Basket too. Like there were whole pages where there weren't a, there wasn't a background, and I thought that um, Wake Up Sleeping Beauty actually did really well at having backgrounds it does <laughs> have backgrounds yeah it's just that they're kind of boring like <laughs> I guess. they are like the the scenery was never like part of the, the 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 city is not a character yeah as it is in some other places in other works yeah but like overall i look at the illustrations and i'm like y'all are so pretty though like they're really pretty nice. the way she does like subtle eye things is really good (laughs) it's like I I look at it I'm like I know what you're doing I know how you're manipulating my feelings right now and it's working and it's beautiful please don't stop (laughs) please don't stop (laughs) keep it going okay what else should we talk about so obviously this is a riff on Sleeping Beauty it's in the title right and how did you feel about that I guess I'll call it a twist oh the twist of Sleeping Beauty being Akira? Oh, that and also Akira's explanation of like why Sleeping Beauty stayed with the prince and Tetsu being like, I don't, because he broke the curse and her being like, no, it's because, (laughs) you know, she was just excited to have somebody who stayed there after a hundred years and was excited for her to wake up and be like, hi, good morning. Like, what's up? Okay, I think I think it's actually even better knowing that the uh, Japanese title is Ohayo Ibarahime because that actually translates to good morning and oh, we lost yeah. that a little in the, in the English translation of the title. Yeah. No, I love that, actually. I, the, I love, like, subtle domestic intimacy stuff like that, uh, like the everyday things. I'm super weak to that in across the board. Um, 
so and, and this this manga is really good about like they hold hands and they there's not that much oh, it's not like maid sama with usui getting up in misaki's <laughs> yeah grill all the face time. and <laughs> yeah. grabbing her and kissing this her back so she oh. <laughs> you're I, gonna I, let that scene go <laughs> uh it doesn't deserve to be let go i agree <laughs> yeah. like uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to manga after this manga because, like, <laughs> I got spoiled. Oh, no, I broke Asher. Damn it. <laughs> it's everything I ever wanted in a romance of a manga. No, I, I, I really liked that. The one thing that kept tripping me up at the beginning was I kept, uh, instead of thinking about Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. I kept thinking about Tetsu as Cinderella. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Because he was oh, doing all he's this work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I think they do. I don't know. Like Shizu apparently reads the fairy tales, right? Like was Cinderella one of them? Possibly. <laughs> I don't remember. That seems like it's probably a thing, though. <laughs> Let's not pretend. I, I don't. I don't think Cinderella ever came up in the story. Yeah. If it was, it was just one of the books that was shown as like in sure. Shizu's collection. Sure. I'm willing to bet that it was a little Cinderella-inspired, though. (laughs) Really? You think? Okay. Yeah. I think it's good enough to be like, isn't it fun if the dude is the housekeeper? (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. I I was expecting something different when I went in hearing that was the premise. Uh, And I think knowing it was just one of his many jobs puts a different spin on it. Yeah, I thought there. Like I thought there was going to be a lot more like um, social dynamic play involved, and I'm glad there wasn't. Yeah, he quickly like it starts off with him talking to the other housekeepers and stuff about spooky stuff because one of them is a writer or whatever. Right. <laughs> but uh, quickly, that is pretty quickly dropped since he becomes basically Shizu's private like <laughs> housekeeper. Yeah, Ooh, Tetsu. Ooh. <laughs> It's not like that. It's not like that. They're so. Oh, it's funny. It's funnier when he makes it like that because she's so messy. <laughs> I love. I love the fact that he's younger than her. I love the fact that he's so like, <laughs> both, like, overbearing, motherly in a way, uh, but also still Genki boy about it. I just love him. <laughs> Squish his little face. <laughs> Squish his little face. <laughs> yeah, what else is there to talk about? I think I really appreciated the the way that money was handled as a corrupting source without being like too overbearing about it. And in God, the end, Tetsu yes. did Tetsu did have really admirable reasons for wanting to make money because it turns yes. out that it's like his dad had been borrowing money to keep his mom on life support from, you know, his grandfather. Right. And then Tetsu feels bad and is like, oh, no, I'm going to pay him back. Oh, well, I guess it's the fact that they were like, you know, we shouldn't keep this going. We should take her off life support. Like, yeah. clearly she's not going to wake up and all these things. Uh, and Tetsu's like, no, I don't want that to happen. So he, like, goes and makes enough money. Right. I guess, presumably, right. to keep her on for at least another year or whatever. Right. <laughs> I, I have sort of complicated feelings about them making that decision for her but like I know it's in in this story it's their expression of love and belief in her and she does wake up but I don't know me personally like this is me personally like that's a really complicated issue um oh yeah I mean there are many stories about that right. sort of thing <laughs> right right and I don't know like it's the story's not about that Yeah, and in some ways I think, you know, because Akira doesn't want them to know that she is Mireille and has been communicating with Tetsu this whole time or whatever, Yeah, I think there's some level of her understanding of, like, I can't influence this decision because technically I can't actually talk and stuff, which is weird and interesting. I feel like... That's the one line she should have crossed. You're like, damn it. <laughs> just, just tell them what you want. You're too young to have a living will, so just tell them. <laughs> tell them. And just tell them. Anyway. I, I feel like it's a bad burden 
in a way to put on Shizu and Shizu's mom that like they know that <laughs> she's Tetsu's mom. Oh, and so right. they have to keep that a secret. I'm like, that's a little mean. <laughs> I think it's a bad burden to put on Shizu. I'm okay with her putting it on Shizu's mom. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think Akira needs a confidant as much as anyone does. And I actually would have liked to see more of that relationship. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, I um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> the train here, you've lost it. <laughs> gone it's a bullet train Is that bullet? yeah you, you missed it it was very fast i super missed it yep <laughs> but it was a good it was a good story about money like not being the most important thing but also being a force that like you do need to deal with like the way yes. that tetsu's family deals with it in the end is like you know instead of the two dudes having to take on this burden granted the two dudes are also the oldest so like it's not right totally right. a gender thing but like <laughs> You know, them being like, you know, if we all help each other out and are just truthful, then we can all just have a job that's not overworking. And I think that's a good message for Japan because Japan has such a problem with like overwork right. <laughs> and, and all I think, these things. I do think I do think gender is a big factor in that. I also think it's um, it was a good message about pride in general. Like his father didn't need to be borrowing money from the grandfather the grandfather said he would do it anyway it's his daughter that's true he has Um, a stake in this as well yeah like and tetsu doesn't need to be doing this that's what i was gonna say it's a bad burden to put on a kid and i know that uh, tetsu's dad didn't want to put that burden on the kid but that burden is there so i think the the message that working together um, to overcome something, even if you want to be the protector and the provider um, and the one to take care of it for these these younger people in your family or whatever, like whatever that role is, like that's not as important as sharing and being honest and not cutting yourself off from the things you love. Like, I think I I really liked the soccer interlude because <laughs> of... I mean, because I like Chihiro and also because of the complicate the complications it introduced between Tetsu and Ryo. Mm. Yeah, they had good drama. I also really, in that soccer interlude, unrelated to that, this other stuff we just mentioned, but like, uh-huh. I did really appreciate that Tetsu, you know, they wanted him to come play the game, the, the actual match against whatever school they were playing. Yeah, and yeah. he went just to be like, "No, take back my notebook. My notebook is me. I cannot. I do not deserve to play in this game when I did not put in the time. Yeah, and clearly disrespected you. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that too. Like, what a gr- this author. Uh, <laughs> the way she's just so realistic about everything from relationships to soccer (laughs) how sock how sports work (laughs) yeah i thought it was really great and then that didn't even like even after that he got to be with his team and and share that that those relationships he he did build with and for them yeah i like tetsu a lot (laughs) (laughs) what a good kid what a good boy (laughs) He is so good, but and so obviously flawed, and not because yes. he's just a big scaredy cat. But oh, like... one other thing, one other thing I love is that none of the characters got rid of any of their flaws. They learned how to deal with them. Yeah. Tetsu never stops being afraid of ghosts, <laughs> yeah. um, which I don't. That's not a flaw, but like his struggle overcoming fear is is one of the most important struggles in the book in the series. Um, Shizu, even at the end, she still isn't quite sure who she is. She just knows there's two things she likes. <laughs> it's a few more. It's a few more by the end, but you know. Yeah, Tetsu's one of them. <laughs> right, <laughs> Tetsu's the big one. Um, and I love that. I love that the message isn't you get rid of your struggles and your flaws, you overcome them and you win. No, you you learn how to manage yourself. 
Yeah, I think that's most prominent with Shizu's mom. Like, I think it's like, that's just who she is. And like, yeah, she has to work in the constraints of like, who she fundamentally is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I also loved with Tetsu's fear of ghosts that at some point, (laughs) I love the moment where he realizes that he's become more comfortable talking to the ghost that inhabit shizu Uh rather than shizu herself (laughs) he's like wait oh yeah Yeah, because he's like well shizu is more of a like blank slate who i don't know how to read and who doesn't know herself and like that's really hard because i think he also you know i mean maybe this isn't super explicitly in the story itself but like he must have some level of being like I don't want to influence her. Like, I don't want to push her in all these directions. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, right. because right now she doesn't really know anything. Especially, I think, I guess it's most prominent in the way that he's like, you know, I like her, but I don't want to right. tell her that right now. Yeah. She, like, I don't think that she understands that. Yes. Thing. I think that's where it's most prominent. And I think he deals with it really gracefully, too. Um, when When he was trying to figure out what foods she liked and she didn't know, he said... Well, I like this one. And he didn't imply that she should like it, too. Yeah. He was like, I'll just keep making you more and we'll figure out which ones you like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, from this list, surely you'll like at least something. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> hopefully we're not totally, don't totally like different things. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, blessed, blessed manga. So good. Yeah. Should we move on to shipping corner since we basically have been shipping <laughs> the whole time? Sure. Okay. Oops, I forgot to reorder these things. That's fine. This order is actually great. <laughs> you love this order? Okay. I kind of like this one. order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I did order them. I don't know. I can't remember. I did this very hurriedly, so whatever. This one is, the first one is Akira, Akira and Tetsu's dad. I can't remember Tetsu's dad's name at all. So. Does he have a name? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's I'm not the... sure he does either. Um, Mr. So we Misato. don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, no. He, de- he does have a name. And I, mm. I don't remember. It's not mentioned enough times. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. That seems like a great ship. We never see them together. So I don't know. Except in flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. They eloped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was like a couple panels where they were together. <laughs> it's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, they seemed like a good... I liked... There were some flashbacks where the dad was, like, scaring Tetsu on Halloween. See, we're recording oh, this yeah. at an appropriate time for Halloween, but it's not going to come out in time for Halloween. Aww. <laughs> it's okay. It's... For some people, it's always Halloween. Um, But yeah, Tetsu's dad was, like, scaring him with a Halloween thing, and then, yeah. you know... That was no, cute. they seemed like a great couple. Yeah, they seemed like they seemed solid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They seemed like they had a lot of fun together and they obviously loved each other very much. Oh, more of that, please. <laughs> um, but then we have Shizu's parents. Right. I think his name is Takashi. I don't know. Not Takahashi. Whatever. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> the, what's important is there's a she in it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll delete the ha. <laughs> I I mean, my feelings about this are tied up in my complicated feelings about both of them as, yeah. as people, as individuals. I feel like their relationship is what redeems definitely Takashi and a little bit Sanai, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, because, because he cares about her so much, and that's, like, yeah. the one thing that he's certain of. Yes. Uh, because he has the flaw, like... Basically, Sanai is, like, his little rebellion. I don't want to... I think he genuinely cares about her. Like, he fell for her for real. But he also thinks of her as, like, you know, this is the one thing I chose for myself. Yes. And he just... His flaws are in that he goes about trying to protect her in the wrong ways. And that's... You know, that's that's a thing we all do, I suppose. So... Yeah. That's true. Except not... Most of us don't have the money to take it to that extreme. I think that's... Yeah, see, the whole money. story of yeah. corruption. <laughs> yeah. So Nai, um, they need, they both have some work to do separately and together. But I don't think their relationship is wrong. Right. 
there's nobody in this manga where I'm like, y'all just aren't good for each other and you should have broken up, right? <laughs> like, Right. I think they're good for each other. Uh, well, okay, no. Mm, they need to work on it. They need to work on it. <laughs> they have good feelings there. They need I to think, learn I think, better responses. Yeah. I think who they were at the time they got together, they were really good for each other. They haven't grown or haven't grown in the right in in healthy ways since then yeah having a child who gets possessed by ghosts really derailed that i think maybe the um circumstances of their relationship may be part of why they have a daughter who gets possessed by ghosts remember like i think that isolation came before she started getting possessed by ghosts right because Takashi's always away doing whatever crazy rich person whatever, yeah, political whatever things, rich he does. things he does. I'm glad we never got any clarification on that. You're like, that, that was a too good far. way to to handle the rich people family phenomenon that is constantly in manga. That's true. I don't need to know the specifics of what they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently he he has some part in that soccer stadium that they <laughs> rented right. out. So that's all you right. really need to know. <laughs> I think the good, cute underdog ship, ship is uh, Ryo and Chihiro, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's always like, you know, the best friend and the younger sibling is always the thing. Um, <laughs> it is, though. Looking yeah. at you, Maid-sama. <laughs> it always comes back to Maid-sama. It always the comes back to Maid-sama. The of tropes. <laughs> but no, I, I really like that. I think it's cute. Yeah. I, I think Ryo is cute. I think Ryo is cute. I think what the best scenes were when they were trying on the yukata, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Chihiro is giving them, they're all giving them numbers, which is a repeated gag about other things, too. I love end. it. Yeah, yeah. They also rate Chihiro's cakes. Rude that Tetsu gave it five and everybody else gave it, like, high numbers. It's, it's, it's a big brother thing. It's a big brother thing. I'm, I'm sorry, it is. You're like, I know how it is, yeah. I do know how it is. I would also rate my brother's cakes low. <laughs> uh yeah but uh trying on the yukata i was like i i feel this it's yeah good good stuff i also like that shahiro is a little bit oblivious to it <laughs> he's a little bit oblivious to lots of things i i really like Chihiro. <laughs> <laughs> he's oblivious because he can but like because he can see ghosts, right? And he's like, I think I just have to tune out everything because I don't know who's real and who's not right, or whatever. Right. Uh, maybe I missed some shifts. You know, Kanato and uh, Suzu. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Sorry, Kanato. Uh, Shizu and Tetsu, obviously A++. <laughs> yes, that is a really well done ship. The... I actually I was, really okay, love... I was really scared, though, because... You know, Shizu is such a blank slate. I was like, this could go horribly wrong. And it didn't. Right. And it was so good. <laughs> and I, I also really love that it started with a confession really early on. And I was like, whoa, wait a sec. Um, <laughs> <To Haru. laughs> <And> then, <laughs> um, but then they both actually like took, well, were forced into the time of, um, forced to take the time to really understand one another and, and and figure out why they care and how that care grows and changes and i i it's just a really really good ship guys I, god <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if we hype this up too much like then people will be disappointed but then i can't think of a way they could be disappointed in this yeah, it's so right? good it's so good and cute and fluffy and and like, also like real <laughs> so real i know it's oh so my like god you wish that everything in your life that was hard, that you know is hard and is related to these things, came out this well in the end. <laughs> yeah, like, and even even in this, it's not perfect. Yeah, there's still there's still some problems. There's they're so through. so much work to do, and there always will be. Yay, work. <laughs> Tetsu likes work. <laughs> that's true. He does like work, but that's not work he's gonna get paid for. Oh, <laughs> but uh. What else? Tetsu, I think. Also, I really appreciate that Tetsu never, you know, he has the jokey stuff with Haru being like, I confess to you and that's weird. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the lack of attention to like whether Tetsu 
loves Shizu for whoever Shizu is becoming, or if he's like influenced by the ghosts that possess her yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, good. Yeah. He understands. He's such yes. a good boy. So good. He's a good boy. <laughs> such a good boy. Um, but obviously Haru and Tetsu is OCP. <laughs> he's old enough to be his father. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. You do you. Um, I mean, I could ship Chihiro and Tetsu. Oh, that's true. Uh, Chihiro, I think especially from Chihiro's side of it. Um, but I, I'm I'm happy it wasn't like that. You know what else I'm happy about? And actually, Shipping Corner is the perfect place to say it. There were no love triangles in this manga. It's true. Zero love triangles. Zero love triangles. So happy. So happy. <laughs> this, is, this is the anti-shoujo trope shoujo manga. <laughs> and that's great. It was so refreshing. <laughs> so refreshing. I should just ask Asher to read random manga that none of us, neither of us really know about more often. <laughs> no, we'll run into Yeah, crap then it's going to go way. crash into the ground. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do it in the future anyway. But <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, do we have any other final thoughts? Like, I think all our thoughts are like, this manga is much better than you would expect since nobody yes. has hyped it up and we want to be the hype. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We are the hype machine. I love that the final segment's like subtitle is How Much Does Your Heart Go Doki Doki? This manga makes my heart go doki doki <laughs> from start time. to finish. Yeah. Whole time. Um, I love the characters. The the grounding of them is A plus, and that's what matters in a shoujo manga. Characters that appear to be background characters end up important and you care so much about them, like Chihiro. I know. No, I was really shocked when it was like, and Shihiro can see ghosts. And I was like, this is a plot. All the plot twists just keep coming at me. <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> I think that might have been more shocking than like Mireille's no, Tetsu's no, mom. No, 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 I like, no. I was <laughs> super shocked about Mireille. Shihiro <laughs> okay, was not as much of a shock. Um, I was shocked. <laughs> in, in retrospect, it made a lot of things make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah the uh, pool incident that yeah they explained. Part, like blatantly he said <laughs> i could also see that ghost at the pool yeah oh no okay i i do have one final thought and we didn't bring this up but like my favorite moment in the manga was when it was a flashback and some bullies locked tetsu in i i think it was a pe storage closet mm-hmm and Chihiro came to let him out and he was like, it's okay, nobody died here. There were no ghosts here. And I was like, this is what best friends are about. <laughs> this right here. This is the best friendship. <laughs> oh, I love them. And Tetsu's probably like, thank you. I'm very afraid of ghosts. So I'm glad that you told me that. <laughs> right. <laughs> he never asked like, how did you know that? Yeah, no, no. he's just, he just rolls with it. He's good. Well, I, I think he just assumed, well, he was really freaked out. So, like, he probably just didn't even register. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's good. Even the Everybody ones who aren't is... as good are still good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's all we have to say about that. I think. Read it. Read it. Buy it. Support uh, Megumi Morino. Did I get it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Support her. I think actually I'm going to give away since I bought I had bought three th the first three volumes physically, but then I had to buy it all digitally. And now I'm moving. So I'm kind of like, well, I already own this in one way, so I'm probably going to give away the first three volumes. So y'all come and get my first Go three and volumes. Get those first three okay. volumes. Do it. I'm sure you'll have to like retweet or something to to get them, but like I'm gonna pick a winner, so like do that's it. gonna happen. Do okay? it. <laughs> It'll be a nice nice uh, Christmas present for yourself. Yeah, free Christmas present for yourself, y'all. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, thanks for listening to Shoujo and Tell. 
If you have any comments, questions, constructive criticism. I can't say constructive <laughs> criticism. I should just really give up on that. Constructive <laughs> criticism. It's so hard. You <laughs> put too many K sounds in the in that sentence. I know, that's the problem. But it's always constructive criticism that gets me. Anyway. You got it that time. You got it that time. I did, see? Great. Or concerned, uh, you can email showjointel at gmail.com or leave a comment on showjointel.com slash... I think I'm going to just make it the full title, which is Wake Up Sleeping Beauty. I'm a little afraid to shorten it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Sleeping Beauty could get me in trouble down the line, you know? Yeah, like, they're... Uh, yeah. You're just going to have to type a lot. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're at Shoujo and Tell on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Yeah, I, forget, I always forget to write Tumblr down. Anyway, Asher, where can people find you and your work on the internet? <laughs> I also have a Tumblr, uh, Asher Dashery, and uh, you can find my fan fiction on Archive of Our Own at Dashery. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's pretty much the places to find me. Yeah, Asher and I once wrote a Digimon fanfic that you can read there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Together. That's a thing. <laughs> we did that. Are you excited every time you see a new episode of Shoujo and Tell? If so, leave a rating in iTunes or Stitcher. This will help the podcast reach more hearts, or at least ears. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time to discuss the first ten volumes of Kimini Toruke by Karuho Shina. So we're going to have three episodes covering all of Kimini Toruke because it is 30 volumes long. That's comparable to our Fruits Basket coverage, so I'm sorry that we're going to do two really long things close together, but I'm bad at scheduling. Kimini Toruke ends soon. It seemed relevant. Hashtag, I want to be relevant, you know? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, everybody go read 30 volumes of Kimini Toruke. Until then, bye. Bye. Bye.